Well, hello and welcome to In the Growth Space. My name is David McGlennon and I am your host. I am really glad that you are tuning in here today. Today's episode is just a very inspiring episode. And I'll tell you more about my guest here in just a moment. But if this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for 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 checking out the podcast and listening in. As you're listening to this episode, if there's someone that comes to mind that you think you should share this with, make sure that you do that right away. Hit the share button and share this podcast episode with whoever comes to your mind. This is an inspiring episode that I am really excited to share with you. My guest today is Corey Ochai. Corey is an artist that has no formal art training or schooling, and he found art later in life, approximately four years ago, and he's just officially started taking it seriously about two years ago. However, he's had three art exhibitions in the past year. He's had two solo exhibitions and one joint exhibition. Now, there's a whole lot more to this story, and, and I'm not going to give away any of the details here on the intro, but let me just tell you that he is the community director of Atiti Studios, and he also has a podcast called Atiti Studios, The Art of Conversation, and that is uh, that you can find that both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But one of the things that is so fascinating about Corey is that he has been alert to growth, and he has been tuned into growth. He has had an amazing opportunity to really have growth poured into him and to be mentored by some very high-level executives at the company he was working at. So I'll just leave it at that, and let's just go ahead and get into this conversation right now because you're going to really enjoy this one. Here's my conversation with Corey Ochai. Well, hey, Corey, welcome to In the Growth Space. I am super excited about this conversation today. Oh, man, I'm excited to be here, my friend. Ah, uh, This is great. You've got such a great growth story. And, you know, oftentimes on the podcast, I talk about, you know, personal growth and business growth and, and team growth. And honestly, you, you've got kind of a little bit of all, all of those, you know, components in your story. So kind of take us back to like the start of really, the growth journey for, for you? So I, I come from a little town called uh, Braddock. It's located in Pittsburgh, PA. Yeah. It was, you know, it was kind of, growing up was a little bit tough. Uh, mm. There was a lot of illegal activities going on as well mm. as, you know, as well as not a lot of resources. So, you know, unfortunately and fortunately, we, the people we had to look up to that actually we looked up as, as successful were people who were entrepreneurs, maybe not on the right side of the law, uh, but they were very creative of, of how to make a living. Mm. So it was, it was a very strategic thinking. And yeah, it was just one of those things, you know, it was, uh, you know, it's uh, just kind of growing up in that area. Sure. But, but seeing that, and um, I always say this is one of the best gems is not having really gave me a lot, like not yeah. having the resources to, you know, kind of capture what uh, America mm. portrayed as, you know, the, the dream success. Yeah, yeah. That's so, really, that's really huge, Corey, because I think so many, so many people, so many leaders, so many uh, in business think that they can't because they don't have. And so they've kind of got that backwards, you know, they, they think they need to, to, to have so that they can, you know, be and do. And, and, and so it's kind of all mixed up, right? I mean, you yeah, know, that's that's distorted, I, I believe that's a distorted perception of, it. Yeah. you know, uh, when it comes down to it, that's actually a gift to me is not having and creating from the ground floor. You know, yeah. I, I know there's a saying that says sometimes you have to, and this is what I did is um, sometimes you have to stand on the shoulders of giants to see yeah. over the hill, right? Right. Um, and that, and with that, when I say giants, I mean um, people that have may already been in the situation you're in, yep. and learning what their actual their experiences are, the the trials and tribulations they kind of went through, yeah. and uh, with that, then studying those type of people that you know, I find out, I identify what I want to be, and I, I see who's out there that's who's in that caliber of person or in that mm -hmm. you know that that part of their journey, and I kind of emulate what they do or at least emulate the process that they took. 
And what that does is that doesn't, that means I'm not really starting on ground level. You know, yeah. I'm using the experiences to develop my, you know, some of the things they went through, I don't have to go through if I acknowledge right. what they've done. Yeah. You know, so, um, studying, you know, studying people of that nature. And I don't know if yeah. I'm kind of going off of, off no, of it's, here. No, but, that's um, great. Yeah, because I mean, I think that studying other people is really how we can all learn as well. And and honestly, it's because it's one of the reasons why I have this podcast is because, number one, I, I want to bring great, great conversations with people with great stories to to the audience. It, yet, I also like to learn myself. I'm, I'm insanely curious and I love to, to learn. And I always like to, to hear like how other people have learned. And, you know, I know one of the things about your story is that you, you have learned from others and, and you've done that through, through books, you've done that through conversations and interactions. And so I'd love to, to, to go to the part of your story where you talk about, you know, you, when you're a security guard. So I'll just, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll use that and then let you, you know, tell the story. Yeah, so that, that was interesting. And that kind of goes into uh, how I kind of learned. So growing up, I wasn't, I considered myself illiterate, but it was actually a form of dyslexia. I wasn't mm, able wow. to read until about maybe eight years ago. Like I, I wow. never read a book completely until about eight years ago. So when, when I was growing up, learning was more of a visual thing for me. I had to really be, you know, had to be locked in. Yeah. Uh, do a lot of people watching and ask a lot of questions so I can actually move forward. Yeah. Uh, just because I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't have the ability to read I, at the time. I just didn't have the confidence. So not, you know, not being able to um, kind of, you know, read a topic and then take a test on it or even be confident in yeah. writing or anything like that. I've never really wanted to pursue schooling uh, mm. because I felt like it was, you know, it was a waste of time. I felt like I would fall behind because there was a lot of paper knowledge yeah. that you have, to, you have to learn, which and later in the story, you're going to find out to me, that was kind of the gem for yeah, me, sure, uh, sure. With, uh, you know, not knowing what to think, but how to think. And I'll, I'll kind of dig into that a little later. So I, I really never had an opportunity because of no degrees to acquire a job that I felt would, uh, you know, really provide for the family. Mm-hmm. So I ended up becoming a security guard. You know, um, which to me was probably the one of the best gifts I ever got, uh, and one of the best jobs that I ever had. It wasn't. Yeah. It was kind of one of those things where I wasn't where I wanted to be, but I was where I needed to be at that moment. But yeah, and I love it. I did that for about five years, but the very last year, uh, because of the pandemic, the gifts from the pandemic, I love um, it. <laughs> I was placed into a building where I was more of a receptionist, also security guard, and a lot of other things. But mm-hmm. I was placed in a building with that's on the S and P five hundred. You know, they're a billion dollar company. Yeah. And because of the pandemic, um, the execs were not overseas or anywhere in the world, they all, you know, were, you know, because of the travel bans and everything like that, they were in-house and this was the headquarters of the company. I love it. You know, every morning I got a chance to see the execs come in Uh and uh, being the person I am, uh, knowing that I'm the first person they see, you know, before they see anybody else, (laughs) six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, me doing my part as a team, a team member, I wanted to make sure that they had a delightful morning. So I would always spark a conversation with them. I love that. Yeah. So as time, as time was, you know, short, I shortly realized like, hold up, this is a, this is actually an opportunity. Yeah, for sure. You know, what I started doing was asking them other, like I said, I, I like to look at people I feel that are successful and really dig into their lives yeah. and understand, you know, what are the, what are the habits? What are the morning routines? Those things. So I start mm-hmm. asking questions. It got yeah. to the point where I would write down the questions the day before. So I'd wait to see these guys. That's awesome. Was, I love that. It was CEOs, CFOs, COOs, all of all of the alphabets. Yeah. <laughs> and and these are of these are these are not just, I mean, this is a multi-billion dollar company and and it's you know on the S&P 500 it's a, right. i mean these are these are not like uh, you know insignificant executives right no no these these guys um you know there's nobody that has uh, i believe in not watching their pockets but there's nobody under seven figures yeah um, right you know when, on on a, on a salary you know these yeah. uh, that wasn't even the most important part uh to right. me 
the biggest thing was these guys were still like attached to reality. You know, they, uh, were, yeah. they were people. They didn't walk around, you know, flaunting their, their wallets. They didn't, right. you know, they stopped and talked to a security guard. They had, that's they beautiful. They're working on millions of dollars and billion dollar transactions every day, but they would take the time to stop and talk to a security guard, which mm. informed me the type of person they were, which was yeah. way more important to me. My goal was not to just, you know, become um, not, not just financially in, in, a, in a position where I'm secure, but to, I, I want to become a good person, not just, you know, somebody who's good financially. Right. And uh, to me, the most interesting people are the people that can get to that level mm-hmm. and still still care about people, like still, yeah. you know, don't become detached from reality and still treat people like it doesn't matter if you're the guy on the street asking for change or yeah. you're my banker, you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to talk to you the same. And to yeah. me, that was the most important thing to me. And that's why I knew I was in a special place watching that's this awesome. team operate. That's so great, Corey. I mean, and, and, you know, I know that, so you, you, you talked about how you hadn't really been a big reader, but during this time in your life, you were reading some books, right? Talk a little bit about that. Talk about some of those books you were reading. uh, I got, I got to backtrack a little bit. I said, I I, I didn't start reading until about, uh, about seven, maybe about about five, seven years ago, somewhere somewhere in that, that area. You know, I'm 35, so I was about 28 when I picked up my first book. Wow. Um, and the whole thing was, um, I have to talk about my brother. Uh, my okay, brother sure. has been, um, and unfortunately, he's been incarcerated for 15 years, okay. uh, but we're only one year apart. So growing up, we were okay. really competitive. Mm. You know, he was he was a great he was a great athlete. He was mm. you know he was that guy that scored thirty goals in his first year of soccer in first grade and made the paper. And oh, I'm man. his brother, one year behind him, and I can't just you know I go on a team. <laughs> I kind of want my own name, you know. I gotta, yeah, right. You know, I stay up, so I'm not considered his brother. I'm considered my own person, right? Right. But that type of competitiveness. We never fought. You know, it was always if we had a conflict, it was always about oh, I want to one up you. So, uh, yeah. um, you know, um, and uh, he, he was he, he's awesome, awesome guy. Um, but he unfortunately, you know, got in trouble mm-hmm. uh, and, and ended up becoming incarcerated. So mm-hmm. he was about eight years in, I think, around okay. eight years in. And I used to talk to him and I talked to him one day and he was um, he sounded very articulate. Sounded huh. very all everything was it, it didn't sound like the brother I knew. Interesting. And, yeah. It's like uh, you know his wording, his uh, his 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 mindset, the the concepts he was coming up with was just yeah. the things he was talking about just startled me. I was like, oh my goodness, who am I talking to? It felt, it felt like I was talking to Malcolm X or something yeah. like that, that statue. Sure. Um, which the the book of Malcolm X, he kind of went in to jail as Malcolm Little and came out Malcolm X. Right. So I, but anyway, I, I asked him. I said, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? What, yeah. What's going on with you? What are you? Yeah. Who I'm talking to. And he says, man, I've been reading. I said, you're uh, reading? I wow. said, what are you reading? And he was reading <laughs> books on social, you know, social behaviors and just human behavior and all types of books about plasticity, how the mind works and everything like that. Wow. And it hit, it hit me at that moment. It hit me at that moment because I knew he'll be out in a few years. I made a decision to say, and this is, this is kind of crazy, but I was not going to let you get out of jail and be smarter than me. <laughs> true brother fashion man i love it there was no way you're going to come out and i'm not going to be able to conversate with you and you're, everything yeah. you're saying is going over my head yeah that would push me to say you know what let me pick up a book mm. and uh so that's what i did i was uh still doing security this was yeah probably yeah so it was about five six years ago because i was still in my journey of security and i picked up this book and it was 140 pages. And I wish I knew the name of it. I, I thought I forgot to write it down. Oh, it's it okay. Yeah. It was 140 pages. And it took me like three weeks to get through it. Yeah. But something happened. Something happened when I got through that book, man. 
I, I was that kid in school when they would ask me to read, everybody's hands would go up like, oh, we're going to be here for another <laughs> we're gonna be Oh, no. An hour. I used to count the desk. I used to count the desk in front of me because uh-huh. I had to a paragraph so I know what paragraph I'm what reading. Par- Oh and my gosh! I yes. struggle through it, so I didn't. I didn't struggle as much when I'm reading it out loud. Right. But it was. Uh, oh my oh, goodness! It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> but, um, it was. It was traumatizing, but it was funny when I look back on it. You know. I'm but, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I I picked that book up and I struggled through it, and um, you know, I maybe didn't comprehend it, but as mm-hmm. I got to the end, I had a sense of confidence. Mm, I always yeah. thought I couldn't go to college because I couldn't read. But I knew at that moment I could. Sure. I, could, sure. I can do this. I right. knew it. I knew it. Like I knew it. And it was uh oh man. So that's you know, and it's 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 so cool to be able to see yourself make one accomplishment, you know, and it seems you know, it seems so, so small, but yet it was so significant for you. And, and, you know, what did that do for you then? Like, what did that really allow for you? Yeah, it, it allowed me, it, it, uh, it showed me because it was a self-help book, but it, it really, it really showed me, man, I am enough. Yeah. You know, I am enough. I have those things that I thought I didn't have. And the only right. reason I thought I didn't have them because I didn't attempt them, you know, the oh, way sure. attempt. And I, I read that book and I, and then I got that glimpse of confidence. Yeah. I never, I never put them down after that. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I never put them down. So I, I continue to read. I used to, I walk up and down the street with a book in my hand. Yeah. Just like a badge. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm a reader too, man. You're right. Right. You know, oh, that's it, great. It was, it was uh, such a joyful moment. And you know what? My brother, I got to commend him because uh, later in our teen years, he kind of went on the other side of the fence mm-hmm. and I, I really kind of couldn't look up to him anymore. Sure. And then I didn't realize, you know, his, the one thing that was the worst thing that ever happened to him was usually, was really gave us the best option and, and really helped me out. It was a, uh, it was uh-huh. a gem for me because I can say if it wasn't for him being in that position, mm-hmm. I would be where I am today, um, yeah. utilizing, you know, his, his determination and his motivation to strive to be a better person pushed yeah. me to the ladder, man. You know, that is so powerful, Corey, because I think that too often we forget that sometimes it's in those and, and it, it's in those tough times and using those difficult situations in our lives that can propel us forward and really help us rise up and, and overcome. And, and I think, you know, as I listen to your story and, and you know, you and I had had another conversation uh, before we, we recorded, and, and I know that your, your story is really all about um, overcoming and, and, and being able to be resilient and overcoming adversity and being able to really rise up. And I just love that. And so I, I'm so glad that you brought that story about your brother and how that really fueled your growth in, in starting to read. I, I think that's amazing. Well, and, and then taking that reading just kind of one step further, go back to the execs. Cause I mean, you're reading as, you're, as they're coming in, you're reading books. Let's talk a little bit about what happened next. Well, when you said, you know, overcoming. So the whole yeah. thing is when I, because I really haven't read throughout my whole life, I realized the whole thing is, I, it's not the fact I was illiterate. I found out I was dyslexic. Uh, so, yeah. um, it never was like, you know, diagnosed in school, but, you know, talking to some people, that's what I found out as well yeah. as actually being diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So when I read something, I have to read it maybe three or four times. Mm, and I sure. discipline myself to make sure I don't go on uh, to the next paragraph until I understand what I've read. Okay. Now, this was the gem, but that's what I'm saying. This is yeah. what came out of not being, well, not being able to read like the, uh, a normal human being can. Sure. Is the fact that now they have to read everything three or four times. When I, when I read a book, yeah. I don't read it once. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're reading it like three times, aren't you? By the time I get through it, I understand it. Yeah. And um, it, it showed me that the uh, the uh, disability actually been becomes a super ability for me, and that's yeah. I, that's a lot of things in life. But yeah. that carried on. So we we fast forward about four years later, you know, and I'm reading books on finances. I'm reading books on all types of business. That's the thing that kind of excites me. I get to this company, and I'm a security guard at the at the desk, and I'm you know these these execs are coming in, and 
I realized like these are the type of people that I aspire to be and the people I've yeah. been looking at. And we started developing a relationship because they had to come to the front desk to get their temperature taken. Oh uh, um, yeah. Every morning. So I, they, they had to deal with me, even if it was 30 or minutes or whatever. So I start asking them questions. I start asking, mm. you know, what do you guys do in the morning? How do you prepare yourself? Because I know yeah. every success, success is a habit, it's not an act, right? right? Excellence is a habit, not an act. It's yes. So I wanted to know about their habits. And, you know, I talked to the CFO. He tells me about reading the Wall Street Journal and those mm. things. I started reading the Wall Street Journal. Love and it. It, was, it was great, you know, because I can ask him questions every morning about what's going on in the economy, especially in the time of the pandemic. It was very, yeah. very... Right. Uh, very volatile. And then I start talking to the CEO and, and everybody else. What books are you guys reading? So oh, I love it. The question I asked was, uh, and this was a great one. This was, I asked, you know, what was the, what's one of the books that have changed your perception on the way you move? You know, Ooh, like, yeah. like, what's that book that really tapped into your life that you kind of always go back to? Yeah. And uh, I didn't ask like that the first time. The first time I asked what book changed your life and I yeah. got the best answer in the world. There's never going to be one book that's going to change your life. It's going to be experiences. The book may be a guideline yeah. where to start, but it's never going to be one book. So you got to yeah. take a collection of different perspectives and create your own. But yeah. I asked them what book was the one that you always go back to. And they gave me the book called Good to Great by Jim. Uh, yeah, sure. That book, right there, that, that book, and not just one, I read the whole series, but that is yeah. where it all started. If anybody doesn't, has never read that book, this is, yeah. I highly recommend it. Just not just a business book. This is a, yeah. a self-help book. This is a yeah. life book. It talked about, you know, the things that, why certain companies last 10 years and why certain companies last a hundred or uh -huh. even Right, you know, right. There's a difference, you know, they have yeah. things that they call core values mm -hmm. and, you know, understanding, you know, what five-star leadership is and what, mm -hmm. what it is real leader does and those type of things. But it wasn't, it's so crazy because it may use business references, but it was so many things I can attach to life. Like the first thing they talked That's about great. was getting the right people, like getting the wrong people off the bus and the right yeah. people on the bus and not uh -huh. just on the bus, but in the right seats. In the right seats, yeah. Or like the driver that kind of gets them to the destination where they, they can go and uh, go yeah. out and do what they need to do. And, um, yeah. and that to me translated into, you know, the uh, people you hang out with, you know, the company sure. and those things are important. Yeah. It, was, it was so crazy because it just, you know, it was, a, it was, you know, some of the best business books aren't about business. You know, yeah, that's true. Self-help books aren't, specifically talking about self-help you know mm -hmm. and it was just one of those books that um it was it was bigger than business for me it was bigger than becoming an entrepreneur it was becoming a great person yeah yeah what what do you think you know through that experience and in talking with those executives and and even talking about the books that impacted them what do you think like was your biggest lesson from that experience what was your biggest lesson from from being able to interact with those executives? Well, it showed me, um, I, I, I was so lucky. I was so lucky to uh, mm -hmm. be around a group of people in those positions that still had that type of heart. Yeah. Um, and it showed me this wasn't, it had to be, it has to be bigger than money, right? It has to be yeah. bigger than yourself. Like mm -hmm. to accomplish something great. I, it, one of the things it said was, if you can do it by yourself, you're not dreaming big enough. If your <laughs> goal can be accomplished by just one person, you're not dreaming big enough, my friend. Yeah. Also, it may not hold the weight that you need it to hold. You have mm -hmm. to have a collection of people going in that direction, man. And, um, and it has to be bigger than, than monetary gain. It has to be bigger than an individual you know, yeah. when, you, when you want to create something that's special, that holds substance, a life mm -hmm. of significance, yeah. it's not a one-person thing. It's, 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 mm. it's, uh, it's a collection of, and it's never one thing. It's a collection yeah. of an uh, assortment of things that um, always need adjustments, but need to be had, always need to be had. Yeah. 
good people, man. That's that's amazing. I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So talk a little bit about what what that propelled you then, because I know that's not the end of your story. So you, wow. you, you've been reading books, you've 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 had a chance to interact with uh, these executives. And, and you know, I, I know enough about your, your story that it inspired you and it, and it you, you took action. I mean, you didn't just sit there and read a book. You actually took action. So talk a little bit about what came next. Yeah, and I, and I want to say this one thing too. It's uh, yeah. they, you know, knowledge is they, they say knowledge is power. That's that's not the truth. It's not knowledge is power. Use knowledge is power. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I that's what I say. Use knowledge is power. Your knowledge is potential, but when you use it, it becomes wisdom and it becomes powerful. So, mm. I my brother told me he said you're reading all these books, but what are you doing with the information? And that's right. Yeah, I love that. So I'm reading a lot of business books, reading all these things. And I'm like, okay, watching these guys and saying what I just said has to be bigger than me. I had to now, I think the only thing I'm looking for now is a product. I think yeah, I have, you sure. know, I have the confidence. I'm seeing how these guys are operating. And, I, and it's almost like when I read that book, I like, I see it now. And I, yeah. I understand a little bit. Let me yeah. hop off the porch. So um, <laughs> I, I just wanted to start small. I was thinking about creating a T-shirt and learning how to market it, uh, sell it, and those yeah. type of things. So I grabbed a whole bunch of blank T-shirts and I like I wanted to put you know just some type of design on it. Sure. So I went around to all the the tattoo shops because I know tattoo artists create you know yeah you know create every day so they can sure. you know, work with me and if I said this is what I want but they didn't like that too much because if I was going to be selling it then they wouldn't be receiving any yeah. uh points <laughs> on on that you know on the on right. it was like no nah, cool yeah, so I didn't yeah. do that at the time but what it did was I was like okay I'll I'll do it myself because yeah. I need a product that is that is, it means so much to me that I'm willing to go seven days a week to, to make sure it's, it gets out into the world. Yeah. So I was like, let me create it myself. And I started doing mm. art. Um, mm. And I, I started art a, a, a while back, but it kind of faded out, but I started mm -hmm. to create. And uh, I'm also a person that deals with a lot of mental health. And I've realized, you know, when mm. I create uh, something, I, I usually create it with meaning. Um, I yeah. learned it taking this class, uh, this uh, art therapy type of course. Um, and I would create different things that represent who I am and put yeah. it on a piece of paper. And um, it kind of went from that to me started to grow and do paintings. Okay. And, so forth. Yeah. and uh, then I was doing so much art at this cafe that I go to called Red Hawk Cafe across the street. Uh -huh. They was like, we need art for the walls if you want to. <laughs> do that and this sure. is all started from a conversation about just trying to create a t-shirt with one of the baristas down down there that's at the, great in the uh, but um they gave me an opportunity to place my art on the walls and sell it uh, and it was crazy great. because uh i i thought about it you know the approach and i was like okay if you ever want to do an event attach it to a cause yeah. uh well this is all they, they asked me when I wanted to put the art up. And I said, well, there's an art crawl coming in a few, like a month, mm -hmm. I said, you know, to create, and it was an art crawl for the neighborhood. So they're oh, going nice. to start every establishment that has, you know, art in it. Yeah. Um, a group of people. So I said, okay, let's create, let's make one of this, these places, let's make this cafe one of the stops. Yeah. So I, I, I coordinated a, a plan to have my show the day of the art crawl. Because people oh, nice. are already coming in for art to look at it. Yeah. And it gave me an opportunity when they came in to explain what was kind of going on and why, not just the paint on the canvas, but why the paint was on the canvas. Sure, sure. Um, this, same, this same cafe also talked to one of their investors and told them about me after they kind of seen how I coordinated this. Yeah. He wanted to sit down and, and talk with me. He couldn't believe, right. you know you know, that we were approaching something this way that he, they, they, I talked to them a lot. And if you can hear, I sure. talked, they, they knew I was passionate. And he was sure, like, sure. they connected us. <laughs> and he it. actually came that day of the art event. And, okay. um, and I have to just, I'm sorry, I keep backtracking just a little no, no. bit. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was doing security, I wasn't the person taking the temperatures. I had a young lady next to me who was okay. in her mid twenties and kind of going through life. It was a little hard for her. And I was kind of Given her some of the uh, my examples of life, and we became really good friends. And every mm. morning, 
you know, we would talk. So she came to the actual art show. Okay, cool. Um, my mother was there and my mother and the investor were sitting outside and this lady wanted to meet, this young lady wanted to meet my mother. Yeah. Um, so we I took her out there. She's not knowing the investors right next to my mom. Mm. Um, she went and, and talked to my mother, like, how did you raise him? How did mm. you, you know, he's such a great person. He's gave me mm-hmm. so these uh, ideas and these, these concepts of his life that really helped me through my struggles. And she started crying. Uh, started crying uh and the investor seen this and said you know what i think i got the right guy yeah that's so, so cool uh, then, I, then i went out and talked to him and we were sitting outside of the cafe looking across the street and there's a building and he told mm-hmm. me his idea he wanted to create a art studio that wasn't just an art studio it was something a place where they can create that actually adds value to what they're doing sure and i came up with this concept so they can live off of what they love mm. that's Wow. At the same cool. time, I, I was uh, just at the end of my road with the security and I talked to all the execs and I told them, I said, I think I'm out. I think uh-huh. I'm done. I think I'm yeah. never going to work for somebody again. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm ready to, to really take this. And they looked at me and he put it, uh, they put the hand out and they show, each one of them shook my hand and said, I'm surprised you, you stayed this long. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's amazing. We've been waiting on this day and it, it didn't take long. And they said, I'm going to wish you luck, but I don't know if you need it. You need uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> man. That is so great. I, I got a question for you. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, you know, so go back for a second to the, to the art show. And yeah. so was your, you, so your art was not only on display, but it, I'm assuming it was for sale as well, right? Yes, yes. And, and so did you sell any any of your pieces there that day? Yeah, I, I sold, um, I, I made, I think it was around $2,600 that day. And that's Dude, when I was, so, I sold about 70% of uh, the art I put on the walls. I put about maybe, there's probably close to 20. You, you sold 70% of your art that day. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, gotta, I gotta ask, like, how did that make you feel? Oh, I knew it that, at that moment. Oh, I knew, yeah. I knew I, I, the two greatest days of your life is the day you were born and the day <laughs> you find out why you were born. Yeah, you found I out knew. that day why you were born, right? I'm about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, brother. Man, that I is so cool. Feeling. I know that feeling. And it was, uh, I never thought I would be able to reach it. I always watched these guys say, oh, I just knew. When, yeah. I, when it happened, I knew. A lot of mm. people find it young. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people, but the people you probably look up to, you know, they, they found it young and that's just not how it works for everybody. Right. Right. Um, I, and I, you know, I was in my thirties and I found it. Man. Yeah. That's so powerful, man. And, and I want to, I want to just encourage the people who are listening to this or watching this to just never give up on your dreams, your hopes, and that quest to find why you were created. Because I think, you know, if, if anything, Corey, your story can encourage other people to really just keep pursuing their, their passion, pursuing their why, pursuing the, the, the really, uh, the reason God created them. And I, I just, I'm, I'm so in, you know, enthralled with your story, because I, I just think that more people need to hear this, because it's not only a story of growth, yes, but it's also a story of, of resilience and a story of discovery and, and really being able to be creative in your life, not just creative from the artistic perspective, but creative of creating your future. I mean, because you have created your future, right? I mean, and, and yeah. it's not, obviously it's not done yet. <laughs> no, still no, creating, it's not. no there's, yeah. so many, there's so much more afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, it was, you know, that, that was, uh, that's when I realized, you know, it wasn't the destination as that what people yeah. call success. It's not about the destination. Man. Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's a journey. It's a it's the journey, man. Yeah. Like, I I, that. You know, I, there's so many stories in between there with mm-hmm. so many failures, not even failures. I don't call them failures. I call them experiences. Right. Um, right. Because you know, they're not really a failure unless you completely give up. And yeah. That's, that's the only time you can lose. But it, the win is in the attempt is what I found out. And uh, understanding that not uh, it not going your way is actually it's still going your way because you're pursuing your learning. Yeah, um, you'll get to you'll get to where you're going if you love it enough. And that's yeah. What it is. Um, 
Corey, I, you know, just just even hearing you talk about the being the journey, you know, I, I think from you know from someone to you know who is you know an achiever. If you've ever taken Clifton Strengths, you know, achiever is my top strength. I, I love to achieve certain things. I love to I love to go after goals. But here's the thing I've learned, and and it's taken me a long time to learn this. But it's exactly what you talked about: is, is that success, achievement, and growth isn't really a destination. There are stops along the way, but it's a it's it's about being in the moment and enjoying the journey and then enjoying the experience. Man, it's taken me a long time to to learn that. And, 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 you know, you, you've learned it at a young age, which I'm, you know, really excited about. I, I can't take all the credit because this was also an important key is I also found mentors. Right. And that, that was, that was something that came uh, from mm -hmm. a, a dear friend of mine who's a mentor of mine. And yeah. he, he, he always says that he said, this is, this is, this success thing is not a destination. It's a yeah. journey. And the key is to, enjoy it enjoy yeah. it because you're going to look back on it and you want to make sure you take the time to acknowledge what's happening and don't just yeah. let it pass by and keep achieving you have to stop and smell the roses and right. understand this experience like i feel this happens to every human being that one day your life is going to flash before your eyes yeah. and you're going to be on that bed and your life is going to flash before your eyes it is your responsibility to make sure it's worth watching yeah, you know, no doubt. Make sure it's a good a good movie. Make sure you got popcorn ready. You know? <laughs> I think that's when you can understand if it was or not. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Everything else is succeeding. But right. successful, I think, is something you're not going to understand until until it's uh, you know, the road, the road, I think it's not an ending road, but it's just yeah. the road off of this 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 platform. Yeah. Next, you know. Yeah. You know, gosh, I, I love that. So, I mean, the, what I, the, the lesson in, in what I just heard you say too, is not only, you know, not only to, to, to be a mentor because that you truly were to that young lady who, you know, you became friends with and came to your, your, your art show and, 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 and talked to your mom, but, but being one and then also getting one, you know, having mentors around your life, having other people. And this is something I think that, I didn't learn till later in my life. And that is, you know, we can learn from everyone and having others around us helps us to be, um, be more than we are today and to, to, to have more than we have today and do more because we can, if when we're open-minded, we can have other people's perspectives and, and see things differently. And yeah. it's, it's kind of like painting a picture. It's like, if we're only going to use, you know, grays and blacks and whites and, you know, that's, that's kind of boring at some point, but when we add color to it, when we add, you know, the, the vibrant colors and, and the other things that you put onto the canvas because of other people in our lives, that makes the art, that makes the life, you know, really beautiful and successful. I have, I have a saying that says, uh, the world is our canvas and it's up to us to make a masterpiece, right? And everybody yeah. has their own stroke. Everybody has, and it takes everybody to really Beautiful. create that. Yeah. And, um, and this kind of ties back to the book, Good to Great, you know, getting yeah. the wrong people off the bus and the right people on the bus in the right seats. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean. Like, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a heck of a journey, you know, <laughs> and I really want to get after, after I've met with the investor and we were looking at that building, Yeah. you know, he told me about his idea and uh within uh and this was within like three within two months he, he purchased the building and wow. luckily the building was in great shape and we came in and we we uh explored it and we, we came up with ideas you know the yeah. idea wasn't all the vision wasn't all the way there but the building was in great shape so we put some paint on it we, we fixed some things up and we start to form the ideas when i started giving tours of the building that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about what this building is after. Yeah. But I started giving tours of this building before it was done. And there was a reason for it. I, I brought other artists in because it wasn't just my idea. I wanted to, if we wanted to create something for artists, I feel like it should be created by artists. Sure. We should understand what the problem is instead of just speculating on what mm -hmm. we think the problem is. Let's just get some data from yeah. actual people in it. So I would give these tours and 
the idea just kept clearer and clearer as I gave so many more tours because I've got other people's input. Yeah. And then we created the TT Studios, which now it's only three months old, but we have, you know, we have 10 studios and we're at 100% occupancy. We have a oh, podcast wow. studio, which I'm in right now. Fantastic. And, uh, we've already have had three to four um, uh, event, uh, events, uh, comedy events, live art events. Um, when it comes down to, we even had fundraiser events uh, for fundraising, which we raised over $2,500 for a local muralist. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it's great for the community that we're in, man. It's, um, that's amazing. Yeah, that's so cool to... Yeah. To be able to take, you know, an idea and then put it into, you know, and, and really create, you know, create from that one idea. And I, you know, I talk about, I, I don't know if you've read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh, but, yes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah. So he talks about, you know, imagination and, and things in this world are created twice, right? It's created right. once in our mind and then it's created in, you know, in the physical, in, in the physical realm. And I love that story uh, that you just shared of that, of the idea of the studios and now you've created the studios. And so, and, and if I'm, I, I did a little research. So a TT studios, a TT means guest, right? It's a Bengali yeah. word, right? And yes. so talk, talk, talk just a little bit about that for just a second and why you named yeah. it a TT oh, studios. Oh, yeah. So a TT, a TT means guest in Bengali. Yeah. It was uh, the pride from a, uh, a movie that was done, I believe, in 1959. And I'm going to slaughter this guy's name, but his name is, uh, he was, a, it was uh, the pride from a movie, but it was inspired by a philosopher named, last name is Tagar, Tador. Okay. The main investor is also, uh, also from uh, India. Okay. And, uh, so um, this was uh, one of those, it was uh, a movie about a young man who chose not to follow status quo and do what his parents wanted him to do. He didn't feel that was a, fulfill, a fulfilling life. Mm. All his friends were doing what their parents wanted him to do. So they were living their parents' dream instead of their own. So he yeah. said, you know what? I'm going to travel the world. Yeah. And he traveled the world and went to these different places and was a guest mm. in each little area. And then he gets back home and realizes, you know, he has lived a, a significant life as he, corresponds with his friends to understand like you know they may have not lived a uh, fulfilling life like they wanted to mm -hmm. but, um, using that concept we wanted this building that we're in today at tt studios to be a place where it was it was kind of like because i think that's the life of creative in general not following sure. the traditional route you're creating status quo your own, yeah, you're creating your own route you right know, and and you it's a leap of faith you know it's just one mm -hmm. of those things you have to have all of that uh yeah. to really survive in this in this domain yeah um, we wanted to create a place for them to feel welcome to feel like they could have a better chance of creating that uh environment and living yeah. that, that life uh so we didn't want to just a place where they can create art we wanted to add resources to help them really get to where they need to be and yeah. that's what this is about like the building so cool. is one thing but it's developing the resources and creating the network where they can display their work and really expose who they are to the yeah. world, as well as create a digital footprint because of the world we're in now. And that's yeah. pretty much the future. So um, sure, sure. solitary career, you can do it by yourself and make it for yourself. Yeah. But if you don't put it out into the world, it's not going to be a sustainable career when you can do it by yourself, um, you know, do it. And that's all you kind of do. Right. Um, Right. So, wow. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's a whole thing, you know, a lot of yeah. people hard, not because I, I'm a Picasso, but I'm able to talk about why I created it and it yeah. strengthens the bond uh, Absolutely. Which the of people purchasing it and not just purchasing it, but viewing it goes up because now they have an attachment to it that's bigger than just uh, an installation on the wall. You know? Yeah. And they know the story behind it. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah the stories, that's all. That's all branding is really when you cut, when you break it down, it's just the story in your mind of a yeah. particular logo or a culture or a business. So right. Right. Corey, this has been such an amazing conversation and I'm so grateful that you came to, to share your story and, there's so many lessons. I mean, I honestly, I was taking notes. You probably saw me writing that. I was taking some notes because I think that your story is such a growth story and, 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 you know, you're, you're continuing to invest in yourself. You're continuing to 
bring mentors around yourself and you're mentoring other people and, you know, other artists and you're bringing so much goodness into the world. And, you know, quite frankly, our world needs a lot more of, of people like you. So um, I, I'm really grateful that you've come and, and, and shared your story. Let, let me ask this as we, as we wrap up. So how can people get in touch with you? How can they find out a little bit more, you know, about TT Studios? Maybe they want to create, you know, if they're listening to this, I mean, we've got listeners from all over the world, you know, they may, they may want to create an ATT studios in, um, you know, somewhere else. And so like, how do they get a hold of you? How do they uh, find yeah. out a little bit more? Oh man, that'd be absolutely amazing. That's the goal is hopefully we create something that can be uh, uh, not just copied, but, but actually, you know, placed somewhere else, you know, hopefully inspire somebody to create something in their, in their neck of the woods with the information we, we, we were, we're gathering, but you can uh, find us on www.attstudios, that's A-T-I-T-H-I, studios with an S.com. Um, and that's the website. You can find out a lot about what's going on. Um, as well as, as well as, you know, Instagram is at ATT Studios. Um, LinkedIn is at ATT Studios, uh, as well as Facebook. It's at a TT studio. So all, all across, across. Or all platforms. I did Excellent. a lot of research understanding the importance of having one. Yeah. Everything, Cause it, it kind of ties in. So if you look in the, if you look in the notes of the, um, you look in the, the, the show notes. Yeah. We'll have all of well, all the information will be right there. And, yeah. Um, we'll have all the links there. Dave, I, I just want to tell you, man, what you're doing is impressive and it's, it's very necessary. Mm, um, thank you. I, I don't think we, you know, when it comes down to it, I think there is a lot of people uh, with this mindset that, that we have. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think it's in them. You know, it's, it just needs to be woken up. You know, it's those things right. that, um, it's like the four minute mile. You know, nobody thought it could be done until <laughs> it was done. Right. And then everybody can do it. You know, it's just we like can do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, thank you. Thank you so much for an amazing conversation, sharing your story and just really sharing so many great lessons here today. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Can't wait to have our, our another conversation with you. Oh, yeah. We, we have a part two. There's so much more to the story. Oh, so, I know. it. I know. We talked about some things before we didn't get, get to. Yeah. So I would love to, you know, tap in and, and try to, you know, just uh, just have the conversation with you. This is therapeutic, my friend. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll definitely have a part two. So, well, hey, thanks so much uh, for, for, for showing up today and, and sharing your story. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You guys have a great day out there. Thank you for listening. Well, what did I tell you? That was incredibly inspiring. You know, I, there are so many things that I took away from this conversation with Corey. And one of the most important one, I think, is just the fact that, you know, overcoming our challenges takes work. But when we, when we overcome them, we can allow them to become our superpowers. And this other, this other statement, you know, if you can do it by yourself, you're not dreaming big enough. How true is that? You know, a life of significance does require others. And, and, and in order to, to uh, create that life of significance, we have to take action. It's not knowledge that's power. It's used knowledge that's power. And I love the story of the young lady who was talking to his mom and was just sharing about all of the things that, that Corey had helped her with and, and the impact that he had made. And, you know, I think I, from, from that story, I just it just reminds me that you really never know who is listening and you never know the impact that you're making on someone. And the reality is, is that when you find out your purpose, it's such a powerful moment. So don't give up on finding your why. Don't give up on finding your purpose. The other thing that Corey shared that I think is really important, and, and, and it, was a, it was a statement about success. And he said, success is a journey, not a destination. And man, that is so true. So often, I think we have this myth or we buy into this myth that success is this, this place, this destination. And really, it's all about a journey. And it's all about using our our failures to help us grow, help us to, to keep pushing on and to become resilient, to discover what is good in life and to be creative. The other thing that Corey said that I think is really important is, is that we all need to find mentors and coaches and put people around us 
that help us to continue to level up. I mean, honestly, that's why I'm in masterminds. That's why I have coaches. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Make sure that you are in a mastermind group. If you're not a part of a mastermind group, reach out to me and let's see if we can put you into one of our inner circles that would be right for you. Uh, it really, truly is an amazing way to grow in our personal lives, our professional lives, and in, in our company life. The other thing that Corey mentioned that I thought was really uh, a, a great uh, phrase and a great statement, and it reminded me of John Wooden, um, Corey said, the world is our canvas and it's up to us to create a masterpiece. John Wooden used to say, make today your masterpiece. And I think that's so true that we often can get into this victim mentality and we need to remember that we have agency. We are the hero of our story and, and, and we can create our own route. We can, we can create our own path. So let me encourage you today, go create your own path. Keep growing. Put people around you that will help you to grow. Find mentors and by all means, read. <laughs> if you know anything about me, you know that reading is critical to, to success. It's been critical to my learning and my growth journey. I love reading. Books are the easiest and least expensive way to get a mentor. So go out and do that right now. Matter of fact, I even put together a, a list of books that I read last year and the books that, that impacted me last year. Um, I'll put the, the, the link to that in the show notes. Go out and grab that list. Find one or two or three of them that really speak to you and go read them and, and, and take away whatever sh uh, jumps out to you in, in those, in those books. Well, thanks so much for, for joining me today. Thanks for, for tuning in. Thank you for, for subscribing. And if you've given us a rating and review, thank you. Thank you so much. Our, our goal here at In the Growth Space is to truly impact many other business leaders and, and business owners so that we can all grow together. We can all create a better life for our, for our company, for our people that are it, that make up our company and, and really for our families. So stay in that growth space and we'll see you next time. Be well. Mm -hmm.